O God, for as much as without thee we are not able to please thee. Without thee we are not able to please thee. Mercifully grant that thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So says the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus, who is this Jesus that he speaks of? Jerome has this to say about this passage. In Jesus, the truth of God has appeared. When Paul says, as truth, as, in the, as truth is in Jesus, he is speaking of the temple of God in which God, the Word, dwells. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. God is the Word. As life dwells in him, so he also is life. In the same way, the Son too may be called the truth, and the truth may be said to dwell in him. In none of the patriarchs, in none of the prophets, in none of the apostles did truth reside as it did in Jesus. For others know in part and prophesy in part and see as through a glass darkly. In Jesus alone, the truth of God has appeared. He confidently asserts, I am the truth. This Jesus is the truth, has the truth, and our job is to learn in Christ this truth and then to live it. Being a Christian can, in certain seasons of history, be a nice and comfortable thing to be. A, a participation, sometimes almost in a club. Isn't it wonderful? But not so in all of history. Waves of persecution swept the early church. Persecution is still the norm for most of the globe today. Even in comfortable America, it is not so comfortable to be a Christian anymore. I was having a discussion with Father Bartell yesterday, and he referenced Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, Life Together. It is a text about Christian community, and I recommend it to you. Particularly because, as Father Bartel pointed out, Bonhoeffer was writing in Germany in the 30s. And as I'm sure most of you know, Bonhoeffer lost his life to the Third Reich. Uh, only days, literally like a week before the war ended. Uh, he wrote more than just this text, and if you're unfamiliar with Dietrich Bonhoeffer, worth getting familiar with. The text that I spoke of, Life Together, was published in 1939. The cultural and societal space in which Bonhoeffer was writing in Germany in the 30s looks actually somewhat similar to the 20s in America today. The culture he was living in at the time was hostile to real Christianity. My friends, in case you haven't noticed, the culture we're living in now in America, is hostile to real Christianity. Perhaps Bonhoeffer's little treatise on community would be a very important 
book for us to read and think through at this time in our nation's history. It's not a comfortable time to be a Christian in America right now. Nevertheless, our Lord calls. Nevertheless, if we truly know Christ, if we have truly learned Christ, as the Apostle says, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. If this is the case, then we live, as the Apostle says, in a certain way. Put off, he says, concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now let us say at this point that we cannot do this job, this task that St. Paul has set us, well, set the church in Ephesus, but it can easily apply to us. We cannot do this any more than the Ephesians could do this, his original audience, in our own self, in our own power, with what we have at our disposal with just us. We are truly incapable of living the life God asks us to live without the power of God. Yet in the power of God, in the truth of Jesus, we have life and victory. As one early father says, to believe in Christ is to obtain immortality and receive eternal life, for he himself is life. He himself is light. He himself is eternity. He himself is the one who overcomes death. He has, by overcoming death, overcome us too through the fulfilled mystery of salvation. Another father notes that it is Christ himself who teaches us about himself. When we are taught in him, we learn who he is, how great we should reckon him to be, and what hope is in him. We learn in him what sort of people believers ought to be. Anyone who has learned Christ knows that he rose from the dead to be a pattern to the faithful. He teaches that there is great hope after this death for those who love God. And allow me one more quote from Origen. The old man includes all born as earthly men in their old nature. It is this old man, this ancient condition of humanity, that is put off in Christ. Although his body continues, he nonetheless undergoes a change to new life engendered by living baptism. What he was has been put off. His old life is renewed by the holy water and the copious mercy of the anointing. He becomes new rather than old, whole rather than corrupt, fresh rather than enfeebled, an infant rather than an old man, eternal rather than ephemeral. One of the points that I want us to come away with today is that we, when we come out of the waters of baptism, are an infant. Yes, we have the power of God. Yes, we are in Christ, who is the very truth of the creation. But we have to grow up. 
sometimes in comfortable America of the 20th century. And most Christians, I believe, seem to assume we're still in that comfort. Sometimes in that comfortableness, we don't really think about growing. We don't really work that much at growing up. We're still crawling around on the floor, eating whatever comes to hand. St. Paul's words from our epistle are only possible within the power of Christ Jesus, through the work of his Spirit with whom we've been gifted. But we have to work. Put off the former conduct of the old man. Put off the sin. Purge your hearts from it. Confess daily, even moment by moment, as we sin and we recognize the sin. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How do we do this? How do we work at having a redeemed mind? May I make a few suggestions? Prayer and word and sacrament. Participate in the Sunday liturgy, in the Eucharistic liturgy of Sundays and the feast days. Do it regularly. Don't skip No, you don't need a vacation from church. You might feel like you need a vacation from all the people at church, but God will solve that too. Keep the offices every morning and evening at the very least. Make it a habit to pray the Lord's Prayer. And when you get there, you are now participating in the church's daily office. Build from there. Add a psalm. Add a few more collects. Keep your devotional prayer life moving. And that is built upon the Eucharist and the daily office, not the other way around. Build up the prayer life that you, as a unique individual before God, need to participate in. And it will look different than my prayer life, which will look different than the chorister's prayer life. Secondly, read the Holy Scriptures, not on your own in a vacuum, But in the context of Holy Mother Church, sit at her knee and learn. Read the daily lessons appointed. Read the Bible in a year. Immerse yourself in the scriptures and memorize as much as you can so that the word of God will be ready at hand in your daily life, particularly when you meet temptation. How can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it according to thy word? Thy word have I treasured in my heart that it may not sin against thee. That's what I learned when I was a freshman in high school. And it's stayed with me. I'd like to say it's kept me from more sin, but I have a good way of shoving it aside. Thirdly, when you come to the Eucharist, participate in faith and in humility Allow God to feed you through the sacrament that Jesus left to us. Your whole life is lived in a big sacrament called creation. The hand of God is out there all over the place. Yes, I've told you before that I run into people who live up here all the time, that I talk with and I ask about church, and they say, see that mountain up there? That's my church. And to share a story from last week, a gentleman was in the coffee shop where I was studying, and he said, what denomination are you? I said, well, I'm English Catholic. Oh, well, I was Roman Catholic, but I became a Christian. (laughs) 
I said, well, technically the same thing. Oh, no, no, they're not, no. I said, well, actually, yes, technically they are. We may not all live our lives as we should, and we may not look very Christian or very Catholic in any given moment of the day. I said, what church do you attend? Right out there. I just put my head down. So, yes, this is God's sacrament to us. Yes, the whole of the living creation sings the glory of God. Yes, it is uh, burdened and groaning under the weight of sin that we gave to it. And yes, God has to teach us there. But yes, God wants us to come here too. To participate in word and sacrament. So that we can go out and participate in the big sacrament that he has out there. Allow God to bless you in the sacrament of the body and blood and have a view of the world that sees the hand of God in his creation and in his providential rule of history. Putting on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness, is an act of God in us, but also an action that we must take daily. I don't know about you, but I need daily conversion. I need to leave behind the old man every day and seek the new man, Jesus, in me. Putting on the new man means practicing the virtues of Christ as he gives us the power to succeed in enacting those virtues. It means practicing the primary virtue of active love. So that we might love God with everything we have and that we might love our neighbor. The Christian life is not really so comfortable in our culture today as it once was. And we are fooling ourselves if we think it is. It is not more more easy to live than it has ever been. It is but a very important time Excuse me, it is a very important time in our culture for Christians to really work at living the Christian life well and showing the world what Christianity is really supposed to look like. Come to the table, my friends, and let us drink deeply from the well of life so that we might work heartily to be more like Jesus. Amen.